Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. So let's do chapter 6. Let's do chapter 7. Chapter 6, chapter 7. You ready? Yes, sir. Alright. No intro. Let's go on. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Are you ready? Now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. Now remember that chapter 6 verse 1 is coming from verse chapter 5 verse 14. In verse 14 chapter 5 he says that the mature strong meat belongeth to them that are mature strong meat. So you see he began by from verse 13 in chapter 5 by saying that you know, uh, milk is given to babies. And then in chapter 14, he talked about, okay, chapter 13 said, for every spiritual infant, for every spiritual infant who lives on milk is yet, is not yet pierced by the revelation of righteousness. We explained this yesterday. Then in verse 14, he says that, but solid food is for the mature whose spiritual senses perceive heavenly matters and they have been adequately trained by what they've experienced to emerge the understanding of the difference between what is truly excellent and what is evil and harmful so after saying this to the babies and after giving an idea of who the matured behave then in chapter 6 verse 1 he began by saying that now it is the time to progress beyond the basic message of Christ and advance into perfection. So it takes the matured to transcend into perfection. Babies cannot. Then he said, the foundation has already been laid for us to build on. Turning away from our dead works to embrace faith in God. Hold on. Dead works talks about effort. Things you do with effort. In other words, the law. The Bible calls the law effort. Uh, uh, sorry, dead works. In other words, these spiritual things that he's talking about does not come by effort. It comes by faith in Christ Jesus. Can you see that? So, dead works can be, I feel like if I pray 10 hours, that is how God will answer me. God will love me because I can give big offerings. 
you know, when I, when I, you know, a whole lot of this kind of things, when I fast 21 years, that is when the hand of God shall come powerfully on me. But the hand of God is not coming powerfully on you because it has already come. Now, those things are called dead works. So, there are some people that would like to show off God's power by dead works. Now, he's saying that these things, let us move from them and enter into perfection. What is perfection? It is the state of our Christian life where we depend solely on the finished works of Christ. Because somebody has finished it. Can you see? Now, if you begin to add effort, it's called works, but it's dead. They are not works that are alive. Now, somebody tells you, come and give offering before a door will be opened. Come and pray, go and fast three days before God will love you, before the power of God will come upon you. These are all dead works. That is not the nature of the believer. Because whatever you, are, you, you, you want to do now, look, somebody told me yesterday that some, you know, people, there's scammers now in the church, you know, and the person came to the office and said that, I see this about you. I see that about you. You need to do this and I need to pray for you. You need to bring 7,000 Ghana cities. No, listen. It depends on what you are facing. And it depends on the truth, you know. This person would have heeded to you because the guy was saying wild things. I keep telling you, even if they tell, they tell you that I saw that you were dead, you laugh. You laugh. Even yourself see it as a see it in a vision and even a dream. See it. You still laugh about it. Why do you laugh about it? Because you have an evidence that is far more beyond dreams and visions. You can never tell me visions are power more powerful than the word of God. You can never tell me the word of God is more powerful than. I mean, dreams are more powerful than the word of God. The word of God says, with long life, he will satisfy thee. You saw it in Psalm 91 verse. He said, with long life, he will satisfy thee. That is what the Bible says, the word of God says. And the word of God says that because you believed in Jesus Christ, you have passed from death unto life. And the same word of God told you that Jesus came and entered into our humanity. So that he can destroy the one that has the power of death. And I told you that even though there is death, the power of death has been destroyed and taken away. So there is no power of death against the believer. And when he destroyed the power of death, he gave death to the believer as a present. And he says, all things are yours. Life and death belong to you. Look at it. I've given you three scriptures. And the Bible says, by two or three, a matter is established. So a dream and a vision does not supersede the word of God. Reason why you must know the word of God inside out. So that nobody can come to you and come and tell you, I see this in your family life. Maybe you are going through something as a stage in your life for progression. However, Satan can show that same situation to another person and come and tell you what is not. But because you are not firmed in the foundation, because you play around with the basic things of Christianity, and not maturing to perfection, you might believe. You might believe. Can you see that? Go back to Hebrews. So he's saying that now it's the time. Say now is the time. Tell your brother and sister, now is the time. Say now is the time for us to progress beyond the basic message of Christ 
and advance into perfection. The foundation has already been laid for us to build upon. Turn away. Turning away from what? Our dead works. To embrace faith. Now, the dead works are activities you do in Christ that is not faith driven. So, anything you do in Christ that is not faith driven is called dead works. Works that are alive are works that you do by faith. Can you see that? Alright, in verse 2. Teaching about different baptisms. Hey. Now, he calls all these things basic teachings. He calls this one basic messages. And to date, there are a lot of believers who are still struggling with the message of baptism. <laughs> Go back again. Let's read and enter here. Look at it. The foundation has already been laid for us. Turn away from dead works. Unembrace faith in God. Then he said, teaching about different baptism. The New Testament records seven baptisms. You see, seven baptisms. But everybody focused their baptism on water. <laughs> so when you're reading the Bible, you see baptism, no water. Okay, the way you're looking at me, you are, you are, you are written number one. Now, the first one was what John the Baptist said. He said, he that cometh after me, he baptizes with what? The Holy Ghost and with fire. So, one is the baptism of fire. Two is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Do you remember when the people of Israel were coming out of Egypt? The Bible says that they went through the clouds. They were baptized in the cloud. So, we have the baptism of cloud. The baptism of the cloud. And then we have the baptism of sufferings. Baptism of suffering. What kind of suffering? Sufferings of Christ. We have already been baptized into the sufferings of Christ. How many do you have? Okay. Baptism into Moses. <laughs> do you remember Acts chapter 9 or 16? When Paul came and he said, In whose name were you baptized? He said Moses. Baptism into Moses. But that's not for you. We have already been baptized into the sufferings. We have been baptized into the Holy Ghost. We have been baptized into the fire. That is you. Now baptism of repentance. Baptism of repentance. That's number six I guess. And the almighty one you know. Number seven. Baptism of water. Okay. So let me just say it. Baptism of the whole of fire, baptism of the Holy Ghost, baptism of the cloud, right? Into the cloud, sorry. Baptism of sufferings. That's the suffering of Christ. And then baptism into Moses. And then baptism of repentance. And then baptism of water. For you not to understand these baptisms, the Bible says you are still eating the basic things in Christ. These are these are messages or topics that you must be strong, you must understand them. What does it mean to say that you have baptism into fire? Baptism into the Holy Ghost. Baptism into the cloud. You must understand these things. Because these are fundamentals in the, old, in, the, in the New Testament that the Bible mentions. 
But everybody, you see, I told you that the baptism of water today, the believer does not necessarily need baptism of water. The believer does not. You can do it or not. Some people think your salvation is not complete until you get baptized. But that's not so. The baptism of water speaks of evidence that you died with him and you resurrected with him. So when they put you under the waters, you don't breathe any longer, do you? So at that point in time, you know the way they hold you like this. I'm not talking about water sprinkling. That one, I don't know where it came from. Because proper baptism, you must go under. Baptism is the, is the Hebrew uh, Greek word baptizo, meaning dipping something under or putting something into an envelope and sealing. So you must get into. So if you, put, if you are baptized into water, you must get under the water, deep down the water. Now when we put you under the water like this, you stop breathing. That alone signifies death. And you realize when we bring you up, the way you breathe, <laughs> life has come. But the question is, what if the unbeliever or somebody received Jesus right on the sick bed and he's dying and is receiving Jesus as his Lord and Savior? Should we carry the dead, the person dying in two minutes and carry the person to the sea or bring the pools? You know, you must think through. You have been saved into freedom. Now, when in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, they were talking about the water baptism. They were talking about it because the Holy Ghost has not come. The word water or the water baptism is being baptized into water. So the man that started baptism is the one that announced it. And he said, I baptize you with water. But there is one coming after me. He will not baptize you with water. So the Bible said, Jesus did not baptize people himself but his disciples because he did not come to baptize them into physical water he came to baptize us into the holy ghost now don't get me wrong i'm not saying baptism is wrong into water is wrong if you have not done it yet your salvation is still intact the reason why some people don't still speak in tongues is because of some of this mindset Because they want to enter into water. Look at it. I indeed baptize you with water. But one mightier than I cometh. Can you see the statement here? Then he said. The lashet of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And with fire. And with fire. Can you see the difference here? Now, you don't need to be baptized with water before you receive the Holy Ghost. You can receive the Holy Ghost before you can be put into the water. Cornelius, that's what happened to him. He received the Holy Ghost before he was put into the water. Can you see that? So you must understand. I don't have time to get into all the... Uh, the baptism. But the Bible says that these are fundamentals. You should know them. If you don't understand these things, like some people went to preach, Pum Pum went to preach somewhere and the, the guy said that, look, hey, have you received Jesus? He said, hey, then you're Then you have to baptize now, 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 now. 
so that your salvation can be complete. So please, so that he can be baptized. He has been taught that until a man is baptized in water, he is not saved. But salvation does not come through baptism. See, John's baptism was not baptism unto salvation. It was baptism unto repentance. What form of repentance? Repentance from sin? No. Repentance from the law. So that they will know that the law can save them. They should, that's why he's telling you, I baptize you with water, but there's coming one, tend to him. So forsake all the law and tend to this Jesus. As for him, he will baptize you with the kind of water you have no idea about. Is it not the same person that spoke to the Samaritan woman and said, give me water to drink, water. And he said, but I have some water to give you. That water, when you drink, you will never test again. Is he not talking about water? Jesus, in the book of John chapter 3, he said that except a man is born of water and of the spirit, he cannot be saved. So some people think that that water there is baptism. No, that water there is the word. Can you see that? So if you, if you don't know about the others, please know about the water. Listen, this is how a man is saved. When the man believes in his heart, Sometimes we talk too much. Go there, let me show you something. Now, can we all pay attention? I want to show you how easy it is. Sometimes we talk too much. We talk too much. Listen to, listen to the Spirit of God. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart, God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. This is it, simple. So how do you ask somebody to receive Christ? Say with my mouth, I confess the Lord Jesus. With my heart, I believe that God raised him from the dead. I'm saved. That's all. No, it's, you can see it. If if, it's a condition, if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God had raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Simple. With my mouth, I confess Jesus as my Lord and with my heart, I believe that God raised him from the dead. Guy, he's saved. So simple. That's why it's called good news. Too good to be true. You know, sometimes we want to stretch the truth. And add, and you know, just so that the person will know that this one you are coming, you, are, you must be careful. <laughs> say, I part from the world, from the sins of the world. I will never go back again. You know, my, okay, I'm coming to show you. We made the truth. They say the foundation has been laid. Only build upon it. Don't add yours. Don't stretch it. The foundations has been laid. Just add the truth and keep rising and keep rising we have made everything dead work even salvation for people so easy for people to come to Christ we must tell them this, tell them that do everything, even in the confession and a lot of people still believe that confession here means you have to confess your sins he never said confess your sins 
you confess the Lord. The word is not the confession you know. The word is homologia. Say what Jesus has already said. The first person that began to talk about salvation was God. So you are actually saying what God has said. Can you see this? So easy. So if I see you and I want you to receive Jesus after speaking to you and you believe with your heart, I say, guy, easy, less than one minute, less than 30 seconds. Say with my mouth. Say, say with my mouth. I confess Jesus as my Lord. With my heart, I believe that God raised him from the dead. Once he says this, the man is saved. He is saved. So simple. So simple. Chief. So simple. People will add a lot of things. I used to do that. Add, 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 add. Uh. But that's not how it works. Go back. Hebrews. All right. Then, so he talked about the different baptisms. So you see it here. So I've shown you seven. Different baptisms. Then he said, impartation by the laying on of hands. Oh my God. The believer, the believer must get to that point where you know that greater is he that is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You must understand that Jesus is resident in you. Even to that point that when you lay your hands on, on let's say Tina, you must just know that there is power that can, can proceed from your hand into Tina. Can you see that? Now there is a way to do it and to know it. This evening, mommy was lying down. I wanted to wake her up and say, okay, let's get ready and go to church. But I know when I touch her, she'll wake up like this. So I has to use small power. So I just touched her and I released some power. The thing touched, it went through her. Then she opened her eyes like this. And she woke up. The thing woke her up. <laughs> and this is the second time the Holy Ghost said, said to me, don't wake up like that. Because they can, you know, their blood, just like that. What I'm trying to say is that just know, be conscious about it, that there's so much power in you everywhere, every time. You must come to the consciousness that there's power inside of you so that when you lift up your hands like this, you know there is an impartation. You cannot impart what you don't have. And you, you are going to walk in that man, dimension amazingly. Mightily. I'll talk to you later. Mightily. So, the impartation of the laying out of hands and the, because by the laying of hands, we can impart the Holy Ghost. We can impart giftings. We can't impart grace. Grace is not for us. Even the Holy Ghost, we cannot impart him. We impart his power. The Holy Ghost is God. You don't impart God. He imparts you. But you can impart his power. Can you see that? Now, his power is the effect of him. The air around him is his power. That one, it has been given to us for us to impart like that. When I lay hands on someone. Are you with me? Alright. Then he said, you must also understand the resurrection of the dead. And then the eternal judgment. Allow me not to go into all of them, okay, so that we can finish. Okay, resurrection of the dead, you understand, right? How many of you know you have been resurrected from the dead? You. Have you? 
You are not sure? How many of you know that you have been resurrected from the dead? No, it's good if you don't know. It's fine. Ephesians 2, 5, 6, and 7, 8. It says once you were dead in sin, but you have been made alive. You have been raised. Even when we were dead in sin, he had quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. Uh-huh. Show us the same thing. Show us, um, okay, here too. He has raised us up together. Show, show us verse 5. Show TPT. Hey, you have been raised from the dead. See, you have been raised from the dead never to die again. So I told you that we are the only people that we, were, we, we came out of death. Every other person gets down into death. We came out of death never to die again. When this body is expired, it is not called death for us. It is called sleep for us. Because we come out of, I've seen it in a vision once before. I saw how men, Christians die. In fact, both parties. I saw, it's like, it's like a cloth. So I saw, it was a man. I saw him take, take off his body, came out of his body like this. And then he was taken away and the body was there. It's not called death. It's called changeover. We change over. We switch from the flesh into the spirit and then pa, we are gone. Now, whatever nature you have, when you come out of these ones, your family members must come for you. Okay. You understand what I mean, right? If you are not saved and you come out of this body, your family members from hell must come for you. And if you come out of this body and you are saved, your family members from above must come for you. So the decision making is, 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 is lies with your family members. <laughs> Which family do you belong to? We belong to the heavenly family. So when you come out of this body, they are coming for you. Take you to your father. He said, when we were dead, when we were dead and doomed in our many sins, he united us into the very life of Christ and saved us by what? His wonderful grace. He has raised us up together with Christ, the exalted one. And we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now... This is not a man that dies. This is a man. You have gotten into the area or the realm of reigning. You are co-seated. Can you see that? You are co-seated as one with Christ. Look on your left, you will see Christ. <laughs> look on your right, you see Christ. You look forward, you see Christ. You are seated with him. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I am co-seated with Christ. Do you understand? You are seated with God. You are seated with God. No wonder the angels will say, who is man that you are mindful of? The son of man that you visited him. He was there when you were, they, they, God formed you as clay. They saw you. He was there when God breathed you into. He was there when God sucked man from the garden and put an angel 
there. He was there when he saw man sweating. What happened? Jesus happened. When Jesus came into the matter, the situation changed. Angels that we were once below, we have been raised above them. Can't you understand it? When we were unbelievers, when we were under the law, angels were above us. They will not even smile at us. They come and take their judgment and they go away. But when Jesus came, the Bible says, Are these not ministering spirits sent forth to speak for those who shall inherit salvation? Today they are serving us who were once under them. Why? You are co-seated. Today you are in the realm of God. You are in the Godhood. <laughs> and God is far greater than all angels. Wherever God is, that is where you are. So all angels are below us. That is why we can say, in the name of Jesus, I release an angel. Go! And he's gone. In the Old Testament, you couldn't do that. Do you remember when Joshua was going to, um, they were going to, um, you know, go around the walls of Jericho. And the angel of the Lord appeared. And he said, whose side are you on? He said, hey, hey, hey. I'm not on your side. Neither am I. That's how serious they were. But today, they did not talk to us like that. There's a changeover. They dare not talk to us. They have come to serve us. They have come to assist us. The Bible says when we speak, they do, they do what we say. It does not matter how strong they are, how they excel in strength. When we speak forth, not in our name, but in the name of Jesus, they have no choice. Because once we were dead and sin, but we have been made alive in Christ, and we have been raised together to sit. And now we are co, 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 co. Do you know what co sitting mean? If mommy pushes and I sit by her, we are co-sitting. We are jointly sitting when I sit in mommy. See the difference? When I sit in mommy, so we are in Christ anyway. But he wants you to enjoy heaven much more than that. So it's like he's pushing aside for you to sit on his throne. That's what he means. Co-seated with one, as one with Christ. Can you see that? Oh, Hallelujah. All right, Hebrews. Okay, and then eternal judgment. You, you know that one. Let's go. Verse 3. So with God's enablement, we will move on into deeper de- truth. Oh, I didn't hear an amen. With God's enablement, not your own, not your strength, not your strength, but with God's enablement, with God's assistance, with God's power, we will move on into deeper truth. So God wants you to know deeper truth. He's saying baptism, laying on of hands, uh, you know, uh, resurrection from the dead. He said they are basic. They are basic. But these basic things, there are still a lot of Christians who don't understand the basic. Where are they going? How would they now get into deeper truth? When they don't understand baptism, when they don't understand laying on of hands, when they don't understand anything. You know the Bible said that do not be quick to lay hands on people. A lot of people, a lot of ministers think that they said do not, you know, don't be quick to be anoint people. No, that's not what he was saying. In those times, they used to appoint leaders quickly to take over positions. And because the people were not trained and released by God, 
they were bringing a whole lot of confusion. So Paul admonished that don't be quick. You must be led. And the Bible showed us throughout, before they chose Matthias, they had to pray and seek God's faith. They had to even, you know, cast a lot. When they had to choose Stephen, they had to do the same thing. So today that, you know, we are coming after them, we must seek God's face before we choose you and say, come and be a pastor. We choose God, we seek God's face and say, come and be an elder. We don't just select you an elder because you are handsome or because you are beautiful. Because there are some people, if you give them post, you kill them. Say, lay hands suddenly on no man. Neither be a partaker of a man's sin. Keep thyself pure. Let me show you something. One day, when you have realized that you have prayed over something in your house, but the more you pray, the more they come. Or the more the thing continually happens, like as and when. They are playing with you. Show them sense. You know what you do? You say, in the spirit, I lock every spiritual window and door. Then you too, you release your... Because when you are praying, they leave. When you are done, they come. So lock the windows, lock the doors. In the spirit. Say it. That's what you have to say. Say in the name of Jesus, I lock every spiritual... Wherever they used to come in. As they have entered, I lock the doors. See, when you can't see in the spirit, they take you for granted. That's why you must pray the scripture because the scriptures are spirits. When you, when you pray the scriptures, you are praying things in the spirit. See, if you are somebody who sees in the spirit, they don't like you. Because they believe that you see everything they do. But because they want to do things that things in secret. You cannot come to this, to this church and come and do and say, I don't see. We won't talk about it. It doesn't mean we don't see. See, when you come to church and we are praying, pray, oh, you have no idea who is sitting by you. <laughs> you have no idea. So when we say let's pray, Master, you have a life, oh, I am born life. And When you go to America, then you go and pray your own prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray in the time now. Indeed, now and everything is gonna be fine. I know it's gonna be fine. When I see them cast out devils, you go. In the name of Jesus, you you go. I said, man, let Ghana do come here. <laughs> go and do you go, you go. <laughs> but listen, one day all of you will deal with them. Don't give them one inch. Show them who has power. Don't even ask, don't talk. We didn't come to negotiate. They are not our friends. Say in the hey. Sometimes you can use your eyes. Hey! When you see them in the spirit, they are like mice or rats. That's how they are like. They are always afraid of them. Do you know who you, who son you are? Yes. Yes. Huh? If your father is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Wow. Hey! You must go out. Get out! You must get out. Any kind must come out. But when you go and do, hey. In the U.S., they will do in the name of Jesus. In Ghana, we do. <laughs> because apart from the demon, now why was you doing? Akateno. Aha. Now this is what I want you to. I've taught you before, but I want to reiterate it again. 
Can the believer lose his salvation? Can a believer lose his salvation? Can you lose your salvation? That was what... Now you are speaking Chinese. Can a believer... Can a, now remember, he says we should move into maturity. This is maturity. Can the believer lose his salvation? I have heard in churches where they say, come and, come and receive Jesus again. Come and rededicate your life again. Is it true? Can the believer lose his salvation? Yes. No. We don't know. In the middle? It may be so. So let's see. Now, the ideal thing is that a believer, you cannot say entirely no. Because the Bible tells you there's a possibility. But you must understand the system around that. Now, there are some people that say that once saved is not forever saved with all authority. And there are those who say once saved is forever saved. I came to announce to you that once saved is forever saved, but there's a possibility you can lose it. Now, for you to be able to lose it, it is not easy to lose your salvation. You must qualify and pass some credentials before you can lose your salvation. Can you see that? So he began to mention it. It is impossible to restore an apostate. So he has already told you. So then you cannot say, come and give your life back to Christ. If really the person has renounced Jesus, the person can't rededicate. So all that words rededication is actually not rededication. Can you understand it? Because the Bible says it is impossible. Now, it's not like God cannot do it. God can decide to bring the person back, but he will not if you disrespect Christ. Because for a person to renounce Christ, you have gone through deeper systems to be able to renounce Christ. So first of all, he began by saying it is impossible. It is impossible to restore one that has lost his salvation. So every man of God, I will say, you know, rededicate your life to Jesus. The person has not lost his life, his, his, his salvation. Maybe the person's, you know, fire or zeal in Christ is gone down a little bit. So that you don't allow the person, you don't tell the person to rededicate. There is a way to stir them up again. Can you see that? Okay. So he began to now mention the credentials and there are five. He says, for once, a person has come into the light. One. So that person should have been somebody who has come into the light, meaning that he has received Jesus. Now, listen, you can say that there is no or there is a comma. So it tells you that the person has come to into the light. He has tasted of the heavenly realm too. He has received the Holy Ghost three. Go on. 
He has feasted on the word of God for, and he has entered into the power of the age that is breaking in five. So this person must qualify all these five steps. When he is done, then the next one says, if he abandons his faith, there is no even trying to lead him to repentance. By their sin of apostasy, they re-crucified the Son of God and have publicly repudiated him. Meaning Jesus is not dying again. So now that you have renounced him, look for your Savior. Because five things have happened to you. You have come into the light. You have received the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have enjoyed the word. You have feasted on good word. And the last one shows you you have entered into maturity. Now, to enter into the power of, of, of the age that is breaking is for those who enter into maturity in Christ and they begin to enjoy the world to come. And that is, the reason why he put it there as the last one is to tell you of the finality of this structure. That the person he's talking about is the one that is matured in Christ. What does he mean? A baby cannot lose his salvation. A baby in Christ cannot lose salvation. A young man in, cannot lose. The one that can lose is the one that qualifies this. Maybe you have received the Holy Ghost. You have received the word of God. You, have, you, are, you are saved. If you have not tasted of the power of the age that is breaking in, you don't qualify. You must qualify. Please listen to this. You must qualify. So it is mature people in Christ are those who can lose their salvation. You think what Jesus came to do was child's play. That he came just to die for anybody that everybody can just get out. Do you remember what the Bible says when we were yet sinners? He loved you and he gave himself to you, for you. His blood purchased you like that and let you go for free. And you think he's just there that you came in and you did something wrong. So he said, go get out of me. No. No. You must have enjoyed all these attributes. Enjoyed all these blessings. Gotten into maturity. Understood all these spiritual things. How can a man enjoy an age that it is come? The power of an age to come. Meaning that it is possible for us to enjoy the power of the ages to come. Such a man. So the one that you think, oh, oh, oh deep on it, blah, 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 oh, uncle heaven, you are just wasting your time. You are just wasting your time. That's why I told you that when you keep on sinning and sinning and sinning and sinning, you harden your heart. That's when there's a possibility for you to now sway into this thing. So you must qualify as born again. Are you born again? That is the light that you have received. Have you received the gift of the Holy Ghost? Yes. Have you enjoyed the good word? You have feasted on it. The only one that most of us have not enjoyed is the power of the age that is supposed to come in. So even if you decide to come out of Christ, even when you go to Fetish house, they will tell you, hey, so why? They will pursue you with Christ. Yeah. 
Day inside, master, where they go? That man, even Satan will tell you, boss, day, day. We are looking for mature men. You are not yet. Yeah. So that is the qualification for losing your salvation. Don't let anybody scare you with anything. You can, if you don't believe me, go and do your own study. And I'm telling you, there are a lot of people who have not studied this. All they can know is that, okay, you are, you are into fornication, so you can lose your, you've lost your salvation, and blah, blah. And so you believe, now nah, I don't feel God's presence. I don't feel God anymore. I feel God has left me. Left, go, go away. When he told you, I'll be with you to the end of time. And all these promises were, had eternal connotations. Forever. He said, I will live in you. I will be with you till the end of time. The end of time has not come. So Jesus is not leaving me. The end of time is not here. The Holy Ghost is not leaving me. Don't let somebody scare you. This grace thing that we have come into, enjoy it to the fullest because one day, the scroll in heaven shall be rolled up. But until then, the grace of God which bringeth salvation has appeared to all men. And ladies and gentlemen, we are saved by grace through faith. Enjoy the grace. Don't let the devil, you see, that is what the devil is after your righteousness. He will begin to cut you off righteousness so that you don't begin to think that you are worthy of anything. That's his schemes. Alright, go on. Now that I've made justice to this, we can run. Ah, I'm happy. Six. Now he said, if he, okay, we have read it. Seven, quickly. For men's hearts are just like the soil that drinks up the showers which often fall upon it. Some soil will yield crops as God's blessings upon the field. But if the field continues to produce only thorns and thistles, a curse hangs over it and it will be burned. Stubbornness. Talking about stubbornness. Stiff-necked. Even though we speak like this, beloved, we are fully convinced that there are more beautiful and excellent things which flow from salvation. There are excellent things that flow from salvation. Condemnation does not flow from, from, from salvation. All the blessings, the gifts of the Holy Ghost, the favor, the amazing things that flow from salvation. You see, people still don't understand what salvation is. Salvation is a room where saved people are found. And inside that room are amazing things for you. That is why the Bible says that work out your salvation with fear and trembling. He didn't say go and get saved. He said that now that you have entered into salvation, all the blessings that are there, work them out. Healings, blessings, favor. He said work them, work them out. Work them out with fear and trembling. He said for it is God that worketh in you both to do and for his good way. Even this one, people have preached that people must work for their own salvation. Jesus have done 50%. You must continue. Are you having such teachings before? How can you work for your own salvation? Thank you for listening to this message. We believe you have been blessed by it. We are Word and Spirit and we invite you to worship with us. You will fall in love with our Wednesday teaching service, Christian Raymond Knight at 6 p.m. Encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on Friday at 6 p.m. And sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on Sunday at 8 a.m. 
Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-2751-008000. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Victory in my-